outside and bought the most expensive pair they had. Tall, black aqua combats. That's what they were called, aqua combats. I'm glad I waited. Had I bought them after that first walk, I might have got cheap ones. I wouldn't have considered the possibility that good shoes were essential. In the city I came from, shoes are never essential. Every week you buy a new pair of flip-flops at a drugstore for $1.99. I can step in a puddle with the boots I bought here. I can stand in a puddle for as long as I like. Every time I lace them up in the mornings, I'm glad I spent the extra money. I wake up, usually around seven, and go and get a few papers, even though I can't read them, and a pack of cigarettes. I go back to the hotel and sit at the bar, or sometimes I go to a little cafe down on the corner where a nice young Italian guy waits tables, and he speaks English with me. He asks what I'm reading. He doesn't have the language either, not well enough to read it. So we both take guesses. He's into mobile phones and sunglasses, but he's a nice guy. He got me a free phone that I top up whenever I want to make a call. I spend about an hour with the papers. Then I go to the bakery next door to the cafe and get some sandwiches on nice bread, pack them into a little backpack, and start walking around the city. I tell myself it's been six weeks. Perhaps it's been a little longer. Time is losing shape. Sometimes I watch my cigarette smoke rise above me in my hotel room and disperse across the ceiling, and this is what is happening to time. I am trying to live without a preoccupation with endpoints. Saskia telephones from the front of the hotel. My phone rings on the little nightstand. I'm supposed to be ready. I've been up thinking these things about boots and the desert and ice for hours, smoking and thinking. I had no idea it was so late that I'd been lying here so long. I will take a shower quickly, I say to her. Come up to the room. She comes up and sits on my bed and stares at the wall. Saskia is twenty-five. She has dark black hair and brown eyes. She is small and a bit stocky. I come back from the shower and she sits patiently while I shave, brush my teeth, and dress. There is a moment when we both realize that I am getting dressed right in front of her, and I move a little toward one corner and she turns her head a little toward the opposite corner until I am finished. She has a newspaper with her and has circled a dozen ads for apartments. Hotel Ruth's is a nice place, but it's still a hotel. I'd like a kitchen and a balcony and my own bathroom. To get an apartment, I'll need a bank statement, which I have. I opened up an account soon after I arrived and wired myself money from the U.S., but I don't have any references, which means I'll get asked for a hefty deposit. So I put on a money belt that goes under my shirt and stuff a lot of cash into it. Saskia is wearing a gray skirt over black tights and tall black boots and a thick black sweater. She's always well-dressed, but not always in the same way. Today, she looks conservative. How many places are we going to see, I ask. We'll go to a cafe and make some phone calls, she says. You look tired, I say. She yawns. I am tired, she says. Saskia takes a lot of pills and goes to gigs and attends parties that last three days. She can't sleep. Her heart races and she wakes up in the middle of the night and goes for a run in the city. Is that dangerous, I asked once. I don't know, she said. I met her in a museum in the National Gallery. She goes there for her lunch breaks. 
She works at an economic research institute. She expends a lot of energy every day on this and talks about it only if I ask her a direct question. She likes art and books and music, and that's what she wants to talk about. She has a small collection of paintings in her bedroom that she's told me about. Each one has an interesting history. Propped up on the chest of drawers in my hotel room is a small painting that we bought together, and Saskia stares curiously at it. It's called Untitled Fourteen. I bought it at an opening in the city center about a week after Saskia and I first met. Saskia goes to openings all the time. She drinks free wine, talks with the artists, and imagines an alternative life in which she is rich enough to become a collector. The artist we had seen that night was a woman on the verge of fame, said Saskia, which meant that her works were unaffordable, or affordable only to the wealthy.